Welcome to Meanderings and Musings with Mimi, a podcast about the pandemic, deep diving into relationships, hobbies, parenting, and the state of education, and the overall economy and workforce, and how it will look going forward. Every other Sunday, we'll discuss these above topics and more. You'll be able to relate, learn, laugh, and perhaps share and oppose a variety of viewpoints. I'm your host, Mimi. All right. Thank you and welcome to this episode of Meanderings and Musings with Mimi. And uh, today we have Jody with us. Um, Jody brings an interesting perspective um, to the pandemic and and having children and also uh, working in education. So she has kind of both viewpoints. And um, during this time, I will I will say we have so many unsung heroes, so many people that have had to quickly um, think on their feet, adapt, change, endure. And and that is definitely parents first and foremost um, of children uh, of all ages and also educators. And Jody wears both those hats. And um, so what I'd like to do is just kind of talk about, um, you know, being a parent, how that's been, and then maybe kind of dive into uh, where you're at, um, how you've seen student performance, maybe equity, and, and where do you see this potentially going? So we can take it out. I just want to thank you for your time today. And um, yeah, how has it been uh, on both the, the parent side? Uh, we can start there and then move into the other Realm. Sure. Um, well, th- thank you so much for for inviting me to do this. This is a lot of fun. So, where are things on the parent side? Um, I would lie if I said that my children are um, at this point feral. Um, <laughs> I think I gave up on parenting for several months um, because it was just, you know, it was hard. Parenting on a good day is exhausting and mind boggling and, you know, you pull your hair out. Um, But in this sense, it's, you know, like nothing anyone's ever done before. And, you know, everyone kept saying that this is unprecedented. This is unprecedented. And, you know, after a while, you're like, I don't want to hear that word anymore. Tell me something Mm -hmm. that I can use Mm -hmm. because saying that we're all in this together and we're all going through the same thing doesn't really help me with the fact that I've got, you know, two kids who now only converse with each other in the same house through video games. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't help me with the fact that I have two classes to teach while my, you know, eight-year-old is legitimately like doing front flips from the couch to the ottoman oh while he's supposed to be in a class, in a Zoom class. Mm-hmm. So, it's been really challenging in that sense. I'm I'm lucky in that I have a spouse that works, um, you know, his job allows him to be home a few days a week. And we've been able to, to balance really well. Um, but if I didn't have that, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I would have dropped the kids off at a fire department and been like, here you go, <laughs> safe baby roll a few years late. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. Um, and that's, you know, definitely a lot. Of, and you bring a sense of humor. Humor, I, I mean, you won't get out of life alive if you don't have that. Um, well, it's all I have left. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely hear that. I definitely hear a lot of um, what you said. So that's good. It's good that you have that, that balancing piece and you also have, um, you know, your work experience, you know, you can bring this into your work experience. And so the, you've been managing all of that. Um, where do you see, where's the light at the end of the tunnel with all of this? And where, how have you seen it from the perspective of, of an educator as well? I think the light at the end of the tunnel is when we all get to go back to some semblance of normal. Um, you know, things that I've noticed as, as an educator and as a parent who's an educator is a lot of the regression that, that kids have sort of been experiencing, a lot of the mental health issues that kids have been experiencing. Um, I see it in my students where they uh, can't get out of bed. On, on some days. And we have these expectations of them that you still need to achieve and you still need to pass all your classes and you still need to apply to college and figure out what you want to do with your life. And I don't know if as adults, we're, we're really giving them this space to kind of say, it's, it's okay that everything is on hold, even if you are only on hold for you know a month or a few weeks. It's okay not to know. It's okay to feel this sense of loss and this sense of grief. And it's okay if you're feeling it longer than other people are or that other people expect you to be. So, you know, I think the light at the end of the tunnel comes when we can go back to some semblance of normal. Um, definitely for me, it's for when I can you know, not have to wear every single hat that I own at the same time. Um, and I think for, you know, for students, it's when they can start feeling, you know, like they can be be kids again. That totally makes sense. Um, what are your thoughts when somebody says, I, I think I overheard, I don't know what country or what school system, but we, this is not our first pandemic. We had one years ago, the Spanish flu. Um, other countries, other school systems, um, they have said, oh, well, students missing, you know, six months to a year of school is not that big of a deal. I'm sure you have an opinion on that. Um, what, what is your opinion? I mean, I agree. Um, I, you know, you've got people who have been in, you know, countries that are at war for four and five years and have been out of formal education. Um, I think students who are out of school for six months to a year, I think it's sort of a, you know, it's a blip in time. Um, I think what matters most for students during this time is, again, really feeling safe, feeling secure, feeling loved, feeling um, like they're being supported in wherever they're at. I think all the academic stuff can, can be caught up and what they will remember, they're not going to remember what they learned or what they didn't learn. They're going to remember how they felt. So I do think that other, you know, I think that we will get past this academically as a, as a community and as a society in terms of, of learning loss. Um, You know, again, what I, what I, fear more is the sense of mental health that we're not addressing quite as robustly as maybe we need to be. Um, You know, and again, not recognizing that, you know, students and kids really learn at their own pace. 
And I think that's truer now more than ever. And I've seen it from my own kids. You know, one of them, you know, took to Zoom really well and can sit in front of a computer for a few hours a day. Uh, the other one won't turn his camera on and, you know, needs to, you know, run in place and, you know, spend a couple minutes on an elliptical sh- machine every few minutes just to, mm-hmm. you know, work out the, you know, the ants in his pants. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I think because we're all so desperate for a sense of normalcy, we're, you know, trying to, trying to move along um, as normal as best as we can. And I think we're ignoring some of the, the bigger issues like trauma, um, anxiety, panic, um, and the things that students are, and kids are going to be feeling for, for quite some time. Definitely. I, I think you, everyone's saying academics, academics, and, and students that um, maybe have IEPs or special circumstances. Um, and, I, and I agree that those students definitely um, need the extra help. They, they, they need the extra intervention. Um, but I, I think to your point of mental health and, and feeling safe and, and all of that is something that we can't forget. And we're already well over a year into this. And um, I know that we're going to come through it, uh, especially in the the academic piece. I think the other side of it um, is, let's just call a thing a thing, um, with education, especially for small children, children under 16, um, it is kind of, I don't want to say daycare, but it, it helps parents work. And so I think that that has really... I mean, it's just shaken up the whole workforce. How am I going to go to work if I have to homeschool my child? Um, and so just kind of, you know, bringing this whole conversation kind of sort of to a head, but also um, flowing with it. What about that? I mean, do you think, and where does your particular school system stand? Are, are you on ground? Is it all Zoom? Is it blended? And do you believe everybody should be vaccinated? There's been talks of like people, um, kind of school systems stepping in as like being a nurse, so to speak, or maybe like even vaccinating in the school. There's been so many different topics or conversations around that. Yeah, I, I can't speak to that. And I can't speak to whether or not I think people should or should not. Um, I know that there's a lot of, you know, adults and and students who have, you know, who are immunocompromised and who maybe have, you know, had had cancer or who have a blood disorder. And so I can't, I won't make a blanket statement like everyone should be vaccinated. I think everyone who should be vaccinated um, should be vaccinated. Um, And that goes for all vaccines. But I think as far as, you know, what works best for students for learning Again, I think it really depends on the student. We've had students who, with IEPs um, who need special services who, again, have thrived in Zoom because that social anxiety of coming to school has been removed. Um, the, the you know, fear and the phobia of being in a school building um, and the, you know, shutting down and withdrawing has, is, has all but disappeared. And these students are doing phenomenally well in an online setting. There's other students that need to be in the building. They're not motivated unless they're coming into the building. They're not motivated um, and they don't see any point to this unless they're actually able to be in school. So I think it really depends on the student. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think some students, you know, again, do well with, with a hybrid model. Some are, you know, slated uh, to return four days a week. Others are completely remote. And that's what our school system has been doing. We have some that are in four days, some that are completely remote, some in two days a week. Um, I think, you know, the key is for students to really have a sense of what is going to work best for me, what's going to be the healthiest for me, and to, you know, to have a little bit of, and it's hard because they're, you know, they're, they're teenagers, the ones that I work with, um, but, you know, to, to help students be able to say, this is what I need in this moment, even if it's not what I'm going to need tomorrow, but this is what I need right now. And I think for the adults and the educators to say, you can have this right now and then, but let's circle back and, you know, do a check-in. Um, I think those individual check-ins and how are you doing and, you know, what can I help you with today? I think those are key and those are critical for student success. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's key for all of us. I really appreciate when when my colleagues and my family, my friends, you know, check in on me and say, how are you doing? I think it's human nature to want to feel like someone is looking out for you. Um, so I think, you know, moving forward, I, I hope to see more of that with, with students and more around, you know, more of a sense of you'll get this eventually, you'll get to where you need to be eventually, um, but today let's take care of what you need. That's check-ins, that's that's so accurate and I, I definitely think you're spot on with all of that. Um, and so having said all of that valuable stuff, um, in terms of, we had education before 2019 or before 2020. So it was end of 2019, January, 2020. And then we're going to have education after everybody's vaccinated. So picture your world in um, maybe December, 2021, or let's even take it to spring of 2022. What things will be in place would you know is is there going to sanitization going to be at an all-time you know is it going to be like literally night and day from before the pandemic to um you know pre and post if you will will there be um like individual pieces of um partition around desk um what what is this let's just go into 2022 sometime what is going to be different about education not, not not so much the emotional piece that is definitely going to have to be there and the support and the rigorous academics, but what in your, if you could be a fortune teller, um, what how do you foresee it being different? I foresee technology playing a much bigger role. Um, I think, you know, we, we very well might have seen the end of the snow day in New England. Um, which I'm not super opposed to actually, because it means then that I can start, you know, my summer vacation just a little bit earlier. That's um, a bonus. <laughs> but I think we'll see a lot more technology being used and a lot more creativity in how we deliver learning opportunities to students. I think we, I think this is a, this really is a, an amazing opportunity to reach students that haven't been able to be reached previously 
in terms of, you know, I think about the student who doesn't come to school because they have uh, school phobia or students who are selectively mute, who don't speak in, in the classroom and participate. And having a chat feature in Zoom has given them, you know, a tool to use in their arsenal and to really be part of their school community. And I hope we see more of that. Um, I think we'll see less, um, you know, less, less excuses for, um, you know, not being able to do something because, you know, someone is, is out or is sick or, you know, at a meeting, I think saying, oh, I can't do something because I have a meeting um, is no longer going to be a valid excuse because, again, we have all of these technological platforms that will allow us to be multiple places at once. Mm -hmm. I've been on three Zoom meetings and a phone call at the same time. Granted, I'm not doing any of them particularly well, but it's mm -hmm. possible. Mm -hmm. So I think that that will change a little bit. Um, as far as physical space or partitions, I have absolutely no idea. I can't keep track of what's happening now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, one day it's wearing one mask, one day it's wearing two masks. Um, we have partitions in schools. We have hand sanitizer. Um, we have, you know, um, industrial strength soap that, you know, eats through my hands. So what, you know, will, will all that continue? I'm, I'm sure it will. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think technology is going to be the biggest noticeable change in education. Absolutely. That's, I, I agree with you on all of that. Um, and I, we're, you know, I don't know where we're going to go, but I do definitely um, see us moving forward with all of that. Um, especially the technology piece and, um, and this is for all grades we're just adapting and yeah, I, I really thank you for um, giving me your time today. I really thank you for um, kind of speaking to both, you know, briefly the parent side and also the educator side. Uh, it's just, I really applaud you and, and thank you for your knowledge and all of that. Um, stay tuned to more episodes. And uh, again, thank you, Jody for all of that. And oh, it's my pleasure. All of our unsung heroes. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week on Meanderings and Musings with Mimi. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you in two Sundays.